0: So, use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. Last week, I tuned into an LGBTQ panel that was part of my course, and something that one of the panelists said taught me something and has really stayed with me since. She said that coming out is not a one-time thing. Coming out is a continual process where you constantly weigh, am I safe enough to come out to this person versus being authentically yourself? Safety versus authenticity. With the LGBTQ community, we can obviously see how this is a thing But I think in a way, this is a struggle in all of our lives. Do we feel safe enough to really be our vulnerable selves with a friend, with a stranger, in this group or that group or that dinner party? You know, do we just laugh along, pretend we aren't Muslim or a feminist or a romantic or anything else? Do we become who we think they want to see so we are accepted and belong in that group? Or are we ourselves? Do we stand up for what we believe, be honest and risk rejection? Risk other people laughing at us, making snide comments or judging us? Do we choose safety or authenticity? I have a few friends who I feel so safe with. I feel safe with whatever their reaction is. Um, I know I can tell them anything and be safe in their response. I know that I don't have to censor myself, that they love me and can handle every dark and light corner of who Phoebe is. I can be 100% unapologetically authentic and they will react in a celebratory, compassionate, accepting way. I am safe with them. But when I feel safe with myself, when I can stand behind my own authenticity, when I can question who I am and what I stand for and accept and approve of myself, when being myself is important enough that I'm willing to be rejected by the whole group I'm with, then I can be authentic with everyone and anyone. Now, this sounds very grandiose and like it deserves some fanfare-ish background music while we all feel braver and stronger than we are. <laughs> and then we go out and still choose to blend in rather than stand out, to not say something rather than call someone out, and to laugh along at a joke we don't think is funny. But <laughs> I know that the safer I feel within myself, the less often I do that. The more often I say something, even though my heart is pounding and I'm not completely sure I'm okay with being judged. It's not like we wake up one morning and all of a sudden feel safe within ourselves. And sometimes the stakes are way higher than other times. For example, growing up, To belong to the religious group I did and my family, you couldn't have earrings or wear jewelry of any kind. When I got earrings a few years ago, it was the first outward show that I was no longer going to church and no longer believed what I used to. It was an outward statement that I don't belong to this group there was a lot at stake in wearing my earrings. I didn't know if my family would talk to me or want to spend time with me anymore. I didn't know if my siblings would want me around my nieces and nephews. I didn't know if I would lose a good chunk of my friends or if I would lose the community I grew up with. I spent years. Becoming more and more myself inside and feeling more and more safe within myself before finally coming to the point where I got earrings and said, You know, the price of being inauthentic and pretending to be someone I'm not is too high. And in order to do that and be authentic, I had to be willing for the worst case scenario, which would have been to be rejected by most of the people in my world. Happily, I wasn't. Um, I definitely lost the community I grew up in, but my family and my friends still love me. So that's awesome. And that doesn't happen to everybody. That's an example of high stakes. You know, when it took me years to feel safe enough within myself to show who I authentically was. And I just want to pause and repeat The very important fact that sometimes it takes years to feel safe enough to be authentic. And that's okay. Another example of being authentic is that I was in Vegas a couple weekends ago. My girlfriend and I were in Fremont Street, which has a light show every hour. It was pouring rain there was great loud music on and there were a few girls in the middle of the street dancing in the rain while hundreds of strangers huddled under awnings and in storefronts. And I just like really wanted to join them but had a moment of not wanting to look silly or be judged or be different. And then I thought, Ah, you know, I will never see anyone here ever again, and my friend won't judge me. So I went and danced, and it was so fun. You know, um, yeah, worst case scenario, some people I didn't know and would never know would judge me for being crazy in Vegas where everyone is crazy. <laughs> so I had this moment of authenticity versus safety, but authenticity won out pretty easily because I didn't have a lot at stake. So Sometimes the stakes are really high. Um, Sometimes they're not, and it's an easy choice. Um, So yeah, there's no, you know, one way that it looks, this struggle of authenticity versus safety. On a side note, I have never had to be concerned about being physically hurt when I'm authentic. I've had the blessing and the privilege to never have to worry that people are going to beat me up or kill me if I didn't belong to a certain religion or, you know, if I say that I like girls. I've never had to worry about it. And millions of people do. And that's a very good reason why millions of people around the world choose safety over authenticity. I think that um, it's a privilege to be able to even have this struggle and more of a privilege to be able to choose authenticity. One place that I am currently struggling to be authentic is in my sexuality. I often dress less sexy than I want to. I I don't always share sexual things that I've struggled with when I think it would be authentic and helpful to do so, and I find it difficult to do or say anything that would cause others to judge me as a sexual woman. Why? Mm, Because my sexuality still isn't safe with myself. I still have a lot of conditioning from the way I was raised that I'm working on overcoming and rewriting and working on being safe with myself so that I can be safe enough to be authentic with others. My point in sharing all of this is not to say you should always be authentic over being safe. (laughs) And I hope you don't hear that. We only choose authenticity when we do feel safe. So my questions for you are, do you feel safe within yourself, with yourself? Do you celebrate your light and your darkness? Do you accept and love yourself fully the way you are right now, or do you criticize and judge yourself? When others have hurtful attitudes towards you, do you actually speak that way to yourself as well? And I also want to put the question out there, how can you be a safe place for others? How can you be an advocate, an ally for everyone around you? I was talking to a Métis lady a few weeks ago, And she told me about an experience where she was in a group of Caucasian women, about 20 of them, I think. And one of them said, oh, her son had gone up north and married one of those squaw women up there. She was being offensive, racist, and hurtful. No one said anything to question her word usage or her attitudes. No one said anything my friend felt so triggered and angry that she didn't feel safe enough to say anything in the moment, even though she did later, which I'm really proud of her for and don't know that I would have had the courage to do. But this story helped me learn that if I'm in a situation like that and I feel safe enough to say something, that I should say something. Sometimes we don't feel safe enough to stand up for ourselves, but we can feel safe enough to stand up for someone else, we teach others by doing that and teach ourselves as well that we are a safe place. Choosing safety over authenticity isn't a less than choice, although it doesn't always feel as good. And choosing authenticity can be incredibly hard, but also very freeing. Um, it's made me want to find more and more safety in Within my own authenticity, to make choices, however small they might be on a day to day basis, whenever I can, to notice how my authenticity is my safety, and to live from that whenever I can. I hope I'm not conveying that I shame myself or anyone else that chooses safety. These experiences and this learning has just taught me to have compassion on myself with whatever I choose and to be aware of this struggle on a day-to-day basis, just to notice it. To ask myself, how safe do I feel here? Am I a safe place for others? And most importantly, am I a safe place for myself? It has also taught me to bring a lot of compassion to, into the times I choose safety over authenticity, to notice that maybe I don't feel safe right now. And that's valid. To love myself for wanting to be safe, because um, don't we all want to be safe, <laughs> right? It's a natural human urge. And so it's also helped me to have compassion instead of judging when I see others choosing safety over authenticity to recognize that maybe they aren't feeling safe right now, and to do something so they feel safer. These next couple weeks, um, just notice this struggle within yourself, how it plays out. Notice it in other people's lives, and whether you choose safety or authenticity, make sure you bring compassion into the equation. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons The Community and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful.